I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, clinical psychologist and brain health expert, and you're listening to The Bold Life Podcast, the podcast for working moms who are feeling stressed out and overwhelmed trying to do it all. As a working mom with big career dreams, I know what it's like to not have enough time in the day and to lack the skills and confidence to reach your goals. I have spent years understanding how our brains work and learning what holds us back from having the courage to reach our dreams. Each week, I'll be sharing practical strategies to help you find more time in your day, build your confidence, fight back against mom guilt, and reach your goals. If you want to learn how to thrive both at home and at work, you're in the right place. Hello, and welcome to the Bold Life Podcast, where this week I'll be talking about something a lot of us moms struggle with, and that's mom guilt. Ladies, you know what I mean, that feeling at the pit of your stomach that you're never doing enough. I'm sure dads feel it too, but it seems to be worse for moms. Stay tuned, and I'll share some tips on how to fight back against this guilt and feel less burnt out at the end of your day. Most of us moms have felt the dreaded mom guilt before. For me, as a working mom, it's usually work-related. I'm going out the door, and my cute little toddler, Allison, asks, Mommy, can you just stay and play for a few more minutes? And I feel that punch to my stomach. Oh, man, I wish I could stay and play with her, but I got to get to work. And then all the negative thoughts start spinning. I'm not spending enough time with her. I'm not doing enough to help her day to day. She's upset that I'm going into work all the time. I'm putting too much time into my work. I should be spending more time with her and on and on and on. Lately, I've been fortunate because of some of the public health restrictions with COVID-19 that I've actually been able to spend a lot more time with her. We've been spending a lot more time at home. We've been cuddling in the morning while I have my coffee, watch some cartoons before I start to work. Unfortunately, while that was great while it lasted, it's making getting back into the groove of work even harder for me in terms of mom guilt. Now, because I've spent six weeks spending a lot of time working from home, when I have to go out the door each day, she asks even more if I can stay home. And it's so hard for me to fight back against those thoughts, that guilt, that I'm doing a bad thing by going into work, that I'm being a bad mom, or that I'm not doing enough for her and I should be doing different. All those shoulds can really zap our energy and can make us feel really guilty and burnt out by the end of the day. Or how about this? Have you ever felt guilty and excited when your kids finally go to bed at night because you finally have some time to yourself? Holy man, can we be hard on ourselves for these types of thoughts, am I right? Mom guilt and most other types of guilt that we experience comes from us judging ourselves comes from being self-critical, from self-judgment. What happens is we get into this pattern of comparing ourselves to what we feel we should be, how we should measure up, and then we feel like we're left wanting. We're not doing the things that we should be doing. We're not measuring up to this bar that we've set for ourselves of what we should be in terms of being a wife, a mom, an employee, a business owner, whatever it is. Not only do we compare ourselves by our internal views of how we should be acting, we also compare ourselves to others, other moms we know, maybe famous moms. We compare ourselves to everyone's perfect social media views of the world, of their lives, and this leads us to put really high expectations on ourselves. We set these bars 
for all of us, but especially I find for moms and working moms in particular, we set this bar really high for everything that we should be doing day to day. And then invariably, when we don't reach that bar, we feel bad. We feel that guilt. We beat ourselves up. That's a sure path to stress and burnout. Remember, your brain only has so many resources. So if it's wasting them with self-doubt, with blame, with guilt, really tough to keep up that energy day to day. This can lead to constant stress, you know, where we're worried at work because we're feeling guilty for not being at home. Then we're at home with our kids and we feel like we should be doing work or we should be cleaning or we should be doing other activities. This can impact our sleep where we lay down at the end of the night, our head hits the pillow and we run over all those things that we should have done differently during the day. Holy man, can that pile up really impacts both our emotional health, how we're feeling, the stress we're experiencing, but can really impact our bodies too. When we're not getting enough sleep, that is super tough on our minds and bodies. All that constant stress is really tough on your body, can lead to weight gain, increases in blood pressure, pain, lots of different symptoms that can come from that chronic stress. And when that stress is something that we're putting on ourselves from these high expectations can really build over time and make us feel just not good overall. Then unfortunately, it can lead to this little bit of a spiral where I'm burnt out because I'm stressed. My mom guilt is so high because I feel like I'm not doing enough. Then because I'm burnt out, I feel even more guilty because I can't be 100% present for my kids or I'm not giving my best effort at work or I'm not giving my best effort at home. And holy man, does that guilt pile up. And then you can see how we can get into that spiral where the guilt builds, our energy goes down, that just makes us feel more guilty, like we're failing even more, and on and on and on until we're totally burnt out and overwhelmed. No fun. Am I right? As women, we hold ourselves to incredibly high standards. Some of this is because of standards we've learned and set for ourselves over time, whether it's things we've learned for our families We all have expectations of what it means to be a mom, what it means to be an employee, what it means to be a spouse, what it means to be a woman. Many of these we learned throughout our lives through the people that we had contact with. Makes sense, right? Think about how you were raised. What was life like for women in your environment? What was life like for your mom? What were the expectations that she set for herself? Likely we've taken on some of those own expectations for ourselves, right? So if my mom held herself to really high standards, really critical of herself when she made a mistake, chances are I'm going to have that tendency too. Makes sense. That's how our brains learn. Our brains learn when we're young from observing others. We watch our family. We watch our friends. We take on these expectations. So if we're raised in an environment where we have high expectations on us, we're likely to keep those expectations going forward. Also, society is a factor in the expectations we develop for ourselves and the standards we set for ourselves. Social media is a tough one. Like I said, we see these perfect pictures of what life is like for people on social media. We only see the good things, right? People are much more likely to post pictures of their family smiling, of special events, of promotions, of things they did really good, of a project they were successful on, of a really fun family trip, than they are to post pictures of kind of the day-to-day junk that we all go through. But when we're scrolling through our social media feeds and all we see are these happy families, these happy moms that seem to be doing it all, 
can really build on us where we have this expectation that we should be like that too. Even though we know at the back of our minds that social media is not accurate, it still really impacts our lives. Makes sense, again, when we think about how our brains learn. So if I'm scrolling through my social feed and all I'm seeing is these moms making these amazing birthday cakes and having these fantastic projects for school and these lunches that are super healthy, and then I go to make a prepackaged lunch for my kid and my birthday cake came out of a box that I whipped together in a couple of minutes, makes sense I'm going to be tough on myself, Right. We hold these views of what we expect ourselves to be like, and we're constantly being reminded of these high expectations. It's really tough in our brains. We see other moms that seem to be able to do it all. They have these amazing homes. Everything is spick and span. Their house looks like it's ready for a magazine. They're making these super healthy meals for their kids. They're getting their kids to every appointment on time. They're killing it at work. And we doubt We doubt ourselves. How come I'm not like that? I should be able to do this too. And then we beat ourselves up when we don't meet those expectations. Think about a famous mom that you know as an example, maybe an actress or a celebrity. Have you ever seen one of these women interviewed about how they do it all? It's usually a reporter will ask something like, oh man, you're so successful at work. You're in all these movies. You have this great family. Your house looks so perfect. How do you do it all? And the celebrity gives some answer about, oh, I'm just really organized, or I'm just really good at time management. Ugh, am I right? Total BS. That is absolutely nonsense. Let me tell you why. Those celebrities that are giving those interviews have a ton of help. Even just to get ready for that interview, they had someone pick out their wardrobe, they had someone do their hair and makeup, they probably had someone give them some talking points, some things that they wanted to bring up during the interview so they knew what they were going to talk about. And day to day, they have a ton of help too. They probably have a nanny or two, someone who helps cook and clean for them day to day, a personal trainer that helps keep them in perfect shape. They have lots of health professionals making sure they look their best all the time. Most of us don't have access to all this help. And it's really misleading when we see these celebrities saying things like, oh, I'm just really good with time management. That is not true at all. Yes, they're good at time management, but it's because they have help and they're delegating. If you had someone that was cooking and cleaning for you, how much more time would you have in your day, right? Things would be a lot easier for you to focus on other tasks. So my advice is don't get distracted by celebrities. Don't get distracted by those social media views of the world, that social media representation of what it's like to be a mom. That is not actually reality. And I know some celebrity moms are doing better at this. They're coming out and talking a lot more about how much help that they have. But I know it's tough for celebrities too, because as women and as moms in particular, we have this belief that's been put on us. Again, we've learned it throughout our lives. Society helps here too, that we should be able to do it all. So even admitting that we need help is really tough for us sometimes. We're hesitant to say that we have the help or that we even need it in the first place. And again, it doesn't have to be a famous person that has all this help. Think about a really successful mom in your life. Does she have help? Does she have a spouse that helps her out at home? Does she have family that's close by that helps with her kids sometimes? Is she ordering food sometimes to help out with meals? Does she have someone help with cleaning? Maybe she has someone to help her at work. Chances are really successful women in your life, whether they're celebrities or whether they're moms that you know in your community, they have some type of help. And that is a good thing. 
That is okay. The problem is when we don't admit that we have help or don't admit that we need help, because that again leads us to this false belief that we should be able to do it all. And we all know it takes a village. We've heard this a million times that it takes a village to raise a family. So why as women, when it comes down to our own lives, do we not believe this? It's okay for me to see my friend that's getting help from her parents, that's getting a nanny in or taking her kids to childcare. But why do I feel guilty when I ask for that help myself? Why is it okay for everyone else to need a village, but it's not okay for me? Interesting, right? The trouble is we end up trying to do it all ourselves and it's not possible. We have this this myth in our society of work-life balance. It's really not true in the way that we think. So when we think of balance, we often think that everything should be equal, right? My time at home, my time at work should be equal. These priorities should be equal exactly, like on a scale. That's not actually what work-life balance means in terms of our mental and physical health. True balance is prioritizing, and that scale will shift almost constantly. For example, sometimes there's an important project at work that needs to be a priority. Maybe you need to put in some overtime hours or some extra focus on work for a few weeks while you get that done. Maybe another time one of your kids is sick and you need to prioritize your family by taking some time off work. That is still balance. True balance from an emotional health perspective, from a brain health, from a physical health perspective means harmony. It means that we're all working in sync. Our brains, our minds, our bodies are working together. That might mean that some areas get priority sometimes and that those priorities will shift sometimes even within the same day. That is okay. That is still finding balance. When we strive for this artificial view that everything can be totally equal, it's just going to lead us to burn out, especially when we're trying to do everything ourselves. We cannot dedicate a perfect balance of time to our families, to our work all the time. Things happen that shift those priorities, and that is okay and important. When you're thinking about balance, when you're thinking about priorities, thinking about that mom guilt, I encourage you to think about it like this. How can I be the best mom if I'm always beating myself up and getting burnt out? How can I be there for my family? How can I be there at work? How can I be the best me in order to help everyone else if I'm putting these super high expectations on myself? If I'm burning out because of that constant doubt, because I'm expecting myself to be this perfect version that I see in the media, I have all these shoulds of what I should be doing. That's just going to burn me out. And then how can I possibly show up for my family? You can't, right? It is okay to fight back against some of this mom guilt and to get some more resources for yourself. And I'm going to talk about how to do that. Okay. So what do we do about all this mom guilt? We know it's there. We know we beat ourselves up. We know we're so hard on ourselves and hold ourselves to these super high expectations. What do we do about it? Trick number one, we need to stop judging ourselves and judging other women. Come on, ladies, the world judges us enough already. We know things like working women or women who are successful are called nasty. They're called cutthroat. We call working women who are successful ambitious, but in a negative way, not the same way that we talk about a man being ambitious. Even something like we say working moms, but we never say working dads, right? 
Who's ever heard working dads? Not that often. Men are expected that they have families and that they have work and that they find this harmony there. For women, we emphasize that we're working moms as something different, something unusual, and usually in a negative way. Think about people you know in your own life. When you think about an ambitious man or an ambitious woman, you probably get a different picture of that person, right? Maybe a man who's ambitious is successful. They're very driven. They're very passionate about what they do. You see them being very successful and confident. An ambitious woman, usually the mental picture that comes to mind is, again, something quite negative. We see women as ambitious women as judgmental, as competitive, again, competitive in a bad way, right? Out to get everyone else, as cutthroat, they're going to stab you in the back. Really negative thoughts of ambitious women. The trouble with this is that it leads us just to further judge ourselves. It's really important that we support each other as women, but also that we support ourselves. One of my favorite tricks for stopping mom guilt is to give our brains some perspective on this. Think to yourself, if my daughter came to me you know, 20 years from now when she has her own family and she tells me she's experiencing all this guilt, she's beating herself up because she's not the perfect mom and the perfect worker and the perfect wife and she has all these shoulds going through her mind all the time, what would I tell her about these thoughts? I'd probably tell her about all the great things that she's doing. I'd remind her of all the ways she's an amazing mom. I'd remind her of all the success that she had at school. I'd tell her these thoughts aren't true. They're just thoughts. So why do I beat myself up when I have these thoughts? Thinking about this, asking ourselves that question, what would I tell someone else in my position? Especially if you can make it personal, what would I tell my daughter? What would I tell my best friend? Really gives our brains perspective takes it outside of ourself and makes our brain more able to see the big picture. And then our brain can see, oh yeah, you're right. If someone else was telling me these things, if someone else was telling me how hard they are on themselves because they forgot about their kid's project that was due or that they packed a a prepackaged, pre-made processed lunch for their kid when everyone else has these homemade, amazing organic meals, we would probably give them a break, right? So how come I'm able to give other people that break? I'm able to release that guilt from them, but I can't do it for myself. We're so much harder on ourselves than we would ever be on others. Try that next time that mom guilt train starts to chugging. Take a moment, ask yourself, if my best friend or my daughter or my mom came to me and said they were having all these negative thoughts, they were so self-critical, the mom guilt was piling up, what would I tell them? Chances are, That'll give your brain that perspective. You'll be able to reflect and tell yourself some of the same things. Trick number two, I really like this one. It works great for me. When you're feeling mom guilt, when you're beating yourself up, when you're being really self-critical, when that self-doubt sets in, call a mom you trust and tell her what you're thinking. I love doing this, especially when I was a new mom. Something would happen. Allison would do something strange and I would think I was a terrible mom because I messed up. And I would call a friend of mine whose kids were a little bit older, and she would tell me some hilarious story about her kid being in a similar situation that would make me feel okay. It would make me feel, oh man, this is totally normal. All moms go through this. All kids do weird things sometimes. All moms mess up sometimes. And it would take that pressure off. It would, again, give my brain contacts that these things are totally normal. 
We all make mistakes. None of us are perfect. And it would relieve some of that stress and pressure. So give it a try. Next time that mom guilt starts setting in, call another mom that you trust. Tell her what you feel. Saying it out loud also gives your brain perspective. When we have these thoughts that are running in our mind, our brains accept them as truth. A thought is not necessarily true. What I mean is just because you think it doesn't mean it's real. And often saying it out loud gives your brain that perspective. Our brain just accepts the thoughts that we're having, but when we say them out loud, our brain hears them in a different way and it can judge, okay, maybe this is not totally true. Maybe I'm not a giant failure because I was a little bit late for dinner tonight. Saying it out loud helps. Saying it to a friend who can give you some perspective, who can tell you this is normal, who can share some of their experiences, really helpful for fighting mom guilt. Trick number three for fighting mom guilt, do something for yourself. I know, gasp, right? I couldn't possibly take time for myself. I have way too much to do. Nicole, you don't know what's going on in my life. Stop that. Stop those thoughts right now. You cannot save the world if you are burnt out. Our brains and our bodies only have so many resources. And if I am using up all my resources to try and give and give and give and give to everyone else, I am going to burn out. It is important to invest in yourself. And it doesn't have to be taking a vacation and leaving your kids with grandma for two weeks. If you can do that, great. Totally do that. That's fantastic. But not all of us have that opportunity. Even taking 15 minutes at the end of the day, having a quiet bath, giving yourself some time to read a good book, do something you like to do. The world can wait. Those dishes do not need to be cleaned in that moment. They can wait a little bit longer. It is okay to take time for yourself. It is not selfish to do things for yourself. And it actually is really important. Again, if we're go, 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 give, give, give all the time, it is hard for our brains and our bodies. If I burn out, if I run out of energy, I can be at greater risk of catching a cold and flu. I can end up struggling with my health overall, mental and physical health. Then I can't help anyone. Then I can't be there for my family, right? Focusing on yourself, prioritizing your emotional, your physical health right now is okay and it's super important. So take some time, do something for yourself, do something you enjoy doing, something that's not related to being a mom or work or something that you should be doing, just something you like to do. Trick number four to reduce mom guilt Talked about this one a bit already, but remind yourself the moms we see on TV aren't real. That's the moms that we see in movies, but also the versions of celebrity moms that we see in social media. Again, they are not doing this alone. They do not have perfectly clean houses with five kids and gorgeous meals and look tip top put together all the time on their own. They have tons and tons of help and it is okay to have tons and tons of help. It takes a village. It is important to ask for help when we need it, and it is important to recognize that other people don't get to where they are alone. They have help too. Don't be fooled by those social media perfect versions that we present of ourselves. Other moms are going through stuff. Other moms have bad days, and usually they have lots of help around the way. Remind yourself of this and seek out help in your own life when you need it. Trick number five, challenge that guilt. It might be a lie. Remember, thoughts are just thoughts. Mind blown, am I right? Just because you have a thought does not mean that thought is real. It does not mean that thought is accurate. Lots of our thoughts are not accurate at all. Just because I think it 
doesn't mean it's true. If I'm beating myself up for being a bad mom, it does not mean that I am a bad mom. Our brains are super good at focusing on bad stuff. They are really good at remembering all those little mistakes that you've made. You've probably had this happen before where you're thinking about that time back in fifth grade that you messed up on the test, right? How come my brain remembers that but can't remember all the other amazing things I've done throughout my life? Same with mom guilt. I focus on that time that I was late for dinner or that time that I missed bedtime because I was busy at work or that time that I forgot about a thing at my kid's school, but I can't remember the hundreds of other times I did it right, the hundreds of other times I was there, that I was focused on my family, that I was a great mom, that I was a great employee. Our brains forget about this. They focus on the negative, and we need to challenge our brains to stop doing this. Just like any other habit, it takes work. Try this today. Take a piece of paper, divide it down the middle. I want you to do this with pen and paper because our brains learn a lot better when we actually write things down physically. The act of taking out a pen and paper works way better than doing it in our minds, also way better than using an electronic system like a computer or typing it into your phone. So take out a for real pen and a for real paper, even if you have to hunt them down. Divide that page down the middle. On the left, I want you to write all the ways you felt like a bad mom today. Everything you felt like you messed up. And on the right, write down all the ways that you're a good mom today, all the things you did well. Like I said, chances are it's going to be a lot easier for you to think of the ways you messed up. That's okay at first. Again, training our brain to focus on the good things that we do on our successes is a habit that takes practice. So it's going to be pretty easy to think of all the things you did wrong. And I would encourage you to get creative and think about the ways that you did things right. So did you get your kids fed and out the door this morning? Great. Put it in the good column. Did you remember to send them with lunches? Excellent. That goes in there too. Did you remember to take something out for supper? Fantastic. Did everyone have clean underwear today? Yep. Put it in the good column. All these little things will add up. And the more that we do this, the more that we actually take time to remind ourselves of all the positive things, of all the successes we had today, the easier that will be for our brain. You'll probably even find that over time, you'll notice those successes more because your brain is being trained to focus on the ways that you are a good mom, to stop focusing on the ways that you mess up. We all mess up. Focus more on those successes rather than that guilt. Again, takes time. It's a habit. It takes practice. To help you out with these tricks, I made a free worksheet to help accompany this episode to walk you through these strategies step-by-step. Check out my website, drnicolebyers.com forward slash mom guilt to download a copy of this worksheet. You can fill it out on your own. There's a space to go through these good mom, bad mom thoughts too. Again, that's drnicolebyers.com forward slash mom guilt. I'll put the link in the show notes as well. Remember, we are all going to mess up sometimes. It happens. But constantly beating ourselves up for these mistakes just leads to a whole lot of negative thoughts and mom guilt, which can drain your energy and drain your time. We can train our brains to push back against this mom guilt by getting into some new habits. Again, download that worksheet for this episode and give it a try. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, and this is the Bold Life Podcast. 